When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking about how to deal with the emotions of money. So it's September, and that kind of means back to work, back to school. We're rounding out uh, the tail end of 2016. And so this is a really good time to just kind of take inventory not only of your money, but also of your goals, kind of what you want to achieve before the end of the year and, you know, really get a good vision in place for your life. I have found that the times where I didn't have a good goal in place, where I didn't have a vision in place, things really got kind of chaotic and, um, you know, lots of things sort of fell apart. So I think this is just kind of a good reminder for you guys to, you know, take some time and really think about what you want to get accomplished before the end of the year. But today's podcast, I really want to talk about the emotions of money. And this is a topic that not a lot of people really talk about. And it's so very important because the emotions of money are very real. In fact, most of your money habits are actually formed by the age of seven. So that means by the time you've reached seven, something has happened in your life, good, bad, whatever it may be, but that has really shaped how you think, act, and feel around money. And if you take a few minutes and actually think back to your early childhood, I bet that you might be able to come up with 
you know, something that has really been impactful. Maybe your parents um, got divorced. Maybe they uh, got a big promotion and you moved to an awesome new city. Maybe the reverse happened. Uh, Maybe you've struggled as a kid with money. You know, whatever the situation is, you need to have some sort of awareness of it. And the reason is because it actually impacts how you deal with money today in a much bigger way than you might imagine. So the emotions of money, they affect everything. Relationships, you know, we get in money fights as a couple with your family. Maybe you, you know, compare with your friends what they have, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses, whatever it may be, the emotions of money are actually really real and they can be a leading cause behind overspending, bad money habits, like all of those things that you're struggling with about money um, can really stem just from not dealing with the emotions of money. And we really underestimate this. So what do you think? How do you think, act, and feel about money? What, What has shaped the way you are today? Can you actually pinpoint it? If I gave you an unlimited amount of money today, like if I just flushed your bank account with money, would things actually change for you? Why or why not? And this is actually a really interesting question because a lot of times, you know, people think like, oh my gosh, if I just had um, unlimited money, you know, if I just had a a check coming in for, you know, I don't know, a million dollars a month, like everything would be perfect in my life, but would it actually be perfect? And research actually proves that the answer is not always because money really doesn't solve everything. Now, let's be real. It sort of solves a lot of things, right? I'm not going to um, sit here and tell you otherwise because that would be so foolish of me. I mean, if I had the opportunity to have unlimited money, I would jump at it and so would you. But when we're talking about the emotions of money and the stresses of money and, and how they can impact you know, your health, your outlook on life, relationships, all those sorts of things, there's usually some component of it that even if you had unlimited money would still be prevalent, right? And that just proves that many of us don't actually think about the emotions of money and think about how um, these things are impacting our lives. Or if we do think about it, we don't think about like the root cause. So what is really underneath there? What did we learn growing up? What impacts us now, right? And how does that then reflect on how we actually deal with money? Because honestly speaking, the very a very large part, let me just say it this way, a very large part of, of how you deal with money is psychological, right? I could tell you all the tips, all the tricks. I could sit here and ramble on about, you know, deep financial theory and all sorts of crazy things. But the problem is, is if you're not ready to receive it, right, if you've not dealt with the emotion behind money, it's likely not going to stick. It's just like working out, right? Think about when, you know, it's New Year's and you make your resolution, like, I'm going to go to the gym four days a week and I am never going to eat bread and I am going to forego eating that chocolate cake that I love, right? You are so gung-ho, like so motivated And that's awesome. Like you need that. But then what happens? You wake up five days later and you're like, I'm tired. Don't want to get up early. I really like chocolate cake. And it can't be that bad, right? If I eat bread, can't be that bad. I've been eating bread my whole life. So why would I stop eating bread, right? And so you basically undo everything. And it's because you've not dealt with 
the emotions behind everything. Maybe why you like to eat or why you don't like to get up early in the morning or I don't know. what. It's a million different reasons for a million different people. But the point is money is the exact same thing. So let me tell you a little bit about my story and how the emotions of money have really affected me. So I really never had any money worries at all as a child. I don't ever really remember hearing the word budget. I I don't ever remember my parents fighting about money. I really, I, I think I kind of had, you know, an idyllic childhood. I was lucky enough that when I look back at my child, I'm like, wow, that was like, that was pretty easy. And I know a lot of people have that in reverse, right? So adulthood's a lot easier. But adulthood for me has actually been tough. It's not been that easy. So when I was in college, I started my first business, which was a nonprofit. I was 19 years old, totally wet behind the ears. I had no idea what I was doing, but all I had was this dream, this idea that I wanted to create the first national student film festival. And I really wanted to provide a bridge for entertainment uh, professionals and students, right? So students who wanted jobs in the entertainment industry that They could actually connect with the people that were hiring and maybe, you know, leap ahead versus having to like run coffee for people all the time. And so I wanted to create this awesome bridge and, and I did, and I was really successful at it. I managed a huge budget, a huge budget. And there were four of us that worked together. We were all college students. We all had no idea what we were doing, but we were doing it, right? And so I was so diligent with that budget. I mean, I was like razor sharp with that, right? I never overspent. Um, We were so incredibly resourceful. It's really where all of the budgeting habits that I teach you guys, it's where those were formed. And it was literally just formed through blood, sweat, and tears. Nothing else. I didn't have a finance degree. I mean, I, I was a very good student and I loved learning, but all of this I learned through complete trial and error. So credit cards were being handed out like candy when I was in college and I overspent um, because I felt some sense of personal freedom. So I had this like dichotomy working where in my business, I was really good at managing the budget and just, you know, making stuff up, right? Um, And in my personal life, I was kind of like, all right, well, I never really had to worry about money. So if I overspend on my credit card, it's probably not a big deal, right? Um, When I graduated, I moved back to Los Angeles. And um, of course, I felt some reason to live in the nicest apartment. I felt some sense of ownership. And I thought, okay, I just ran a business while I was in college. Like, I can actually afford this apartment. It probably was a little bit of a stretch. But again, you know, things for me, when I think about money and I think about, you know, being kind of like really early 20s, it was like, it just all worked out. So I never really worried about anything. Even if I overstretched, I was like, this is somehow just gonna work out, right? And that is like such a beautiful place. Like I try to put myself back in that place quite often where I'm like, why am I really stressing about this, you know? It's all worked out in the past. It's all going to work out now. Um, And that was also before they had all these amazing apps. Like if you're listening and you're in your early 20s, anywhere in your 20s, um, utilize apps. They are so amazing. Like everything I'm teaching you, you can put that on your phone and your phone will do it for you. Um, 
whether it's you need a budget app or Wally app or Credit Karma, a Credit Sesame, all of these things are free tools or virtually free tools at your fingertips. And they're so awesome. So don't get lazy. Use these because it makes life so much easier. I had to learn again, through complete trial and error, which is how most people do. And I I get it. But if you can have a tool that makes things easier for you, I mean, I don't care what age you are, use the tool, right? Um, But basically, I had to force myself to create better money habits, um, because I felt myself getting a little lazy. And um, my business kind of ended up blowing up when a company that invested in it blew up. And so I really thought... (laughs) what in the world am I going to do? You know, I have all of these weird skills and I don't know what kind of job title that means, but you know, I definitely know that I have, you know, a really good resume, what I can turn that into. I don't know, but I, I got married early and I did everything wrong when I first got married. I, two people were trying to manage the budget at one time, which if you're engaged or newly married, I'm going to tell you that doesn't work right? One person's got to be the point person. Uh, talk about the emotions of money. I mean, there's no big, bigger stress than having two people trying to do money the two different ways, I should say, with the exact same bank account balance. Like, it's just, you know, it's like Armageddon waiting to happen, right? Um, I had no budget. Uh, and we had what I call the lifestyle creep. And many of you may suffer from this as well, right? And this is the syndrome where as your income increases, also your expenses increase. So you're never actually really getting ahead. You're just keeping up with your income or you're spending over your income. It's the lifestyle creep. And I'm sure a lot of you listening, you know, may have experienced that. Maybe you're experiencing the lifestyle creep. And the only way to get over the lifestyle creep is to go, okay, this is the baseline money we need to succeed every single month. Baseline, right? This is talking about like rent, uh, mortgage, food, gas, car, paying off, you know, student loans or credit cards, those sorts of things. Like if we take out all the fun stuff that we love to do in life, this is our base budget. And from there, then you can add in the fun stuff, right? Otherwise, your lifestyle just creeps. It creeps up and you start going, oh, that shiny thing looks really nice. Or, oh, I want that shiny thing. Can't really pay for it, but I want it. Um, And, you know, I still felt like this sense of ownership, which was totally wrong. And, you know, I had kind of the worst autocorrect that you can have. Um, I've been very honest with you guys. And I got divorced and I lost pretty much everything and really had to start over from scratch. Um, I moved back in my parents' house for four or five months and, you know, I was moved from a house that I actually owned into a tiny bedroom (laughs) and talk about humbling. That was extremely humbling. And yet it was like the best sense of freedom I'd ever experienced because I thought, okay, I can do this all differently. I can change the emotions around money for myself once and for all. And I really have like a fresh start, (laughs) you know, whether that was just being completely optimistic or, (laughs) or not. I mean, I literally had a fresh start and I had to figure it all out all over again. Um, you know, now I call myself kind of a chronic underspender. Um, I budget a lot. I look at the numbers too often and I'm really working on balance myself because, 
there is a balance, right? Yes, you need a budget. Yes, you need to save money. Yes, you need to make smart money moves, but you also got to balance that with life. Just living life, you know? I mean, maybe you're going to take a trip that you really can't quite afford, but you got to do it just for the sanity of your your health, of your mind, of your relationships. Um, You know, it's different for everyone, but there are those moments where you got to live life, right? And I think when we talk about the emotions of money, like that's really where it comes in because you you tend to beat yourself up. Like, ah, I shouldn't have done that. Now we're in debt. And how are we ever going to get out of this debt? And like the spiral just keeps happening. And I think we really have to give ourselves just like peace and freedom around money that you're going to make mistakes. Even if you learn all of these tips and tools and tricks and read every book and listen to every money person, you're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. Something's going to come and it's not going to work out right. And that's okay. And and you may be sitting here with a lot of student loan debt. Um, maybe you bought a house that's underwater. Um, or maybe things are actually going smoothly for you. <laughs> like things are going awesome for you. And, you know, all I can tell you is that we're all going to go through these hurdles and they're all going to be different for each one of us. But if we really get um, a balance and we really understand the emotions around how we each individually deal with money, then it's a lot easier to balance uh, spending and savings and all of these other money things that are really important. But again, you got to really know who you are. Um, like I'm more inclined to save now than I am to spend. So I actually have to force myself to spend, which sounds ridiculous. And there's probably, hopefully, a few other people that are that are in my camp. I know that we always talk about overspending, but there actually is such a thing as underspending. <laughs> um So where are you? Who are you? What is it about money that makes you emotional? And I really want you to just pause and maybe think about this. I know this feels really touchy-feely, but it's so critically important going forward that you understand yourself, that you understand what you resonate to and why you do or don't make certain money decisions because it's going to help you when you create your money game plan. It's going to help you you know, maybe make yours a little bit different than somebody else's because of, you know, how you deal with money. And look, these aren't things that we talk about dinner, right? But they should be. They should be things that we talk about on first dates. I mean, this should be a first date question. The question should be, hey, how do you feel about money? No, not how much money you want, but how do you feel emotionally about money? Do you get stressed out about money? Is it easy for you? Like all of these things should really be talked about, but we don't talk about them because we're just scared and because nobody asked us the question. So I'm giving you permission uh, to go on your first date <laughs> and to ask the questions. And if the person across the table looks at you crazy, um, just hand them this podcast, tell them to listen to it and tell them that um, if your relationship goes farther than the first date, they're really going to thank me <laughs> because I have been single, married, divorced, single, and married again. And I pretty much know, um, every ins and outs, all I should say, all the ins and outs of every one of those kind of dimensions in life. And they're all tricky. So again, it's just really important that you understand how you act around money and, and why you do that. 
And why is this such an issue? Again, it's because we don't deal with the underlining emotions behind money. We just put a Band-Aid on it and then we go on. But the wound doesn't heal, right? So if you, again, going back to age seven, if something happened to you in your childhood, quite honestly, you probably haven't um, remedied that. It's still inside of you. And that's okay. Like, that's awesome. That's what makes you you. But you also got to understand that about yourself. You got to understand, just like I have to force myself to spend money, maybe you have to force yourself to save money. Or maybe you have to force yourself not to get stressed out about money. Or um, maybe you have to, you know, push yourself and motivate yourself to move up in the career that you're in, to negotiate for a better salary, to step up into all the amazing gifts and talents that you have inside of you. Again, this is different for everyone, but I really challenge you. I really challenge you. I'm getting all tongue tied here. (laughs) I'm so emotional about this topic. Um, I really challenge you to not make money a taboo topic, not make it something that we don't talk about. I really challenge you. Talk about it. Talk about it with your friends. Talk about your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever it may be. Talk about it with your parents, right? And, And just take the stigma, take the emotion out of dealing with money. And it's going to make all of the goals that you want to achieve so much easier to achieve, right? Because you get it. You get how you deal with money. You get what makes you tick, right? And then, you know, like when you're in a relationship and you're serious, you're talking about marriage, you can come to the person and say, look, this is how I think, act, and feel about money. And this is why, right? I'm not wrong. I'm not right. This is just me. And the other person could do the same for themselves. And then you find some sort of middle ground. You find some sort of place where you both can understand why maybe you know, somebody else is controlling or somebody else is an overspender or you can't ever stay on budget each month or whatever it is, right? You have to come to some sort of understanding of this is why, this is the emotions behind why we do certain things. So again, I encourage you to, to take this taboo topic, break down the walls, talk about money, find some freedom with this subject And look, we've got a few more months left until the end of the year. Let's make this awesome. Like, let's get through a lot of this stuff. Let's get through the weeds and let's really start achieving all of those amazing goals that you want to. As always, please feel free to follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game, Instagram at millennial underscore money. And hey, look, if you are on Facebook and you want to go over to our page, uh, look up Millennial Money, go ahead and like and uh, join the party.